today we are blessed. Amen. Or oh, don't you believe? Amen. Uh, amen. So quickly before we continue, Lola, do you want to just quickly give us a summary of Tuesday? Hmm? Opa, did not start to you. Amen. Mm. Amen. Does anybody want to help and, and add to that? Sorry? Yeah. And then why we, we all happen, we can't just 
Lulia, was, I, was the first part of your question answered? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, let's open to the book of Genesis, chapter 3.
I'll read from verse verse 3. So, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye what? Ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Amen. I read again, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall see, and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. Then verse 6 And when the woman saw, that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the tree of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee, that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou givest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did it. And Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did it. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Amen. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cost is the ground for thy sake. 
in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and tisto shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also, to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from where he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Amen. So, the, verse 24. So he drove out the man, <clears throat> and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden, cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. To keep the way of the tree of life. To keep the way of the tree of life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I'm looking to continue from where we stopped the last time. Uh, I just sense there's a continuation there. Uh, although, I'm hoping to answer the second question that uh, she asked last week. But I, <clears throat> and like I said on Tuesday, there's a connection between the beginning and the question. Uh, because in the beginning... God did not intend for Adam to live the kind of life that men have now. The, the original intent was not so that men will continue to live a foreign life that is actually different from the original design. So God's, God's intent in the beginning was to give Adam a kind of life. Uh, a kind of life that is able to answer to God. Amen? Amen? So, Adam from the beginning knew, not, he was not short-sighted. Adam knew the end of the life. Adam wasn't short-sighted. Adam knew the promise. So Adam knew what was going to become of him the moment he finished the course on the tree of life. Like I explained on Tuesday, the tree of life itself is a course. It's like him going to school. And there is a promise on that tree. Right? There's a promise on that tree. And that promise was Adam's hope. That was Adam's hope. That was what Adam was longing for. That was it. To him, there was no other foreign life. And I'm even suspecting is as a result of that life 
that he was not able to really see the wisdom on the tree of, of, the, of, the, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. Like I was explaining on Tuesday that they've been passing this tree day in, day out. They knew, okay, God commanded us we should not eat out of this tree. So they themselves, they were hearkening to that commandment. Okay, we won't. They were not seeing the promise on that tree. They couldn't see. Meaning they had a kind of sight they were using to live before. Like I said, how men live is with their sight. Because what gives sight is wisdom. Amen. What gives sight is what? Is wisdom. What gives sight for men to live is wisdom. So Adam was using a kind of wisdom to live. The wisdom he was using to live was the wisdom he gained when he begins to commune with God in the garden. Because Adam didn't have access into God's kind of wisdom. Amen. Not just God's kind of wisdom. If the moment you begin to tap into God's kind of wisdom, you actually begin to access God's kind of life. Hmm? That life, that wisdom is what God hid. Do you know that angels didn't know this wisdom? They don't. The only person that knows that wisdom is Christ. Hmm? And Christ is the wisdom of God. The only person that knew God's kind of wisdom is Christ. There's a, you know there's a way you can, you can know, but you don't really know. Hmm? Angels have insight. That this God is wise, the only wise God. They know. But they don't have access to that wisdom. Meaning that the way to that life is shut from them. God had to keep this thing very, he has to keep it, it's a precious thing to him. So God had to keep it. Right? If he didn't keep it, and you can just access it like that. What will happen is, once you begin to access God's kind of life, you begin to allow, you begin to fl- let it flow into the kind of life you have. Yeah. And if that life is not pure, you will corrupt God's life. Isn't it? Yeah. So God had to keep that life away from men, from angels. If you have to get that wisdom, you need to get God. So God made it personal. Then the way to that wisdom, God now put it upon the tree. Mm? And one of the ways, like I said, one of the ways God kept and made sure nobody can access that life. Amen. Praise God. Make sure nothing is broken. Amen. The way to access that life is that you must find your way to the tree of life. Right? So you must find your way to the tree of life. When you now find your way to the tree of life and you then begin to interact with the tree, 
then you begin to learn the life inside the tree. Eh? Like I said on Tuesday, God kept, there's, there's a whole lot of safeguard around that tree. Why? Number one, you can't just get there. You have to find your way there. When you find your way there, you can't just partake of it. They have to preach the tree to you. Eh? Then when you preach the tree, when they preach the tree to you, then you need to now wait for the fruit to come out of the tree. See? That is the process of actually taking the life there. You need to wait for the tree to now bear fruit. When the tree now bear fruit, then you can now take the life from the tree through the fruit. Right? And once you take that fruit, you are still not done yet. Amen. Amen. You are not done. You are still in a course. You still have to wait and wait and wait and wait. Once you partake of that tree, you need to wait for them to also continue to preach the tree to you. Right. Because you, if they don't preach the tree to you, if they don't preach the life that is inside the tree to you, that tree won't look desirable. Is that clear now? The reason for actually preaching the tree is so that you can desire the tree. Eh? Desire the life that is inside there. If they don't preach it, you will know it's good. You know it's there. You won't desire it. And you can, be, you can be okay around the tree, just liking it. Mm-hmm. It's the tree of life. You know that there's promise on the tree. You know that, you know that you know the, the tree also is able to make you wise. It's not only the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that can make you wise. Does that make sense? The tree of life even though they didn't mention it, but there is wisdom upon that tree. Because the way to the tree is true wisdom. Amen. Amen. You can't get to that tree if wisdom doesn't come to you to show you the way. Hmm? So you won't come to the tree. You won't like the tree. You won't desire the tree. Amen. I read again, uh, chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2. Verse 9. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You notice here that it didn't say that for them that they are pleasant to the sight hmm, or they are good for food. But we know they are. They are saying God caused trees. Apart from those two, God also caused many other trees to grow. Eh? which is pleasant to the sight and good for food. 
So one of the things that is required for you to partake of any tree, you notice that they can just eat of any other tree without re restraint. Because they are already pleasant to the side and they're already good for food. If you want to translate this to pleasant to the side, good for food, what you should what you'll be seeing really is the soul. Yes. Yes. Pleasant to the sight, good for food. Your soul doesn't eat anything that is not pleasant to the sight or good for food. Like I was explaining on, on Tuesday, that sloppy, that sloppy uh, cup, that drink, and you've been imagining, and, and it's so interesting today too, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a cafe, <laughs> there's a nice calf, amen. Yeah. Yeah? It's like you always bring good, <laughs> good tools, for example. Yeah? It's just this, the same way you've thought yeah, like you were saying on Tuesday, you've thought about the flavor, you've, thought you, you've already thought about the feeling, what you get. By the time you devour the sloppy, yeah, you're already desiring it for food. Right? Yeah, you are already testing for it. Ah, I want this. And then you made up your mind, I will get sloppy. Maybe this morning you just woke up and it's uh, ice, is it ice cap and the iced tea. You were just desiring iced tea this morning. Hmm? Is it iced tea? Yeah. It looks like iced tea, I mean. <laughs> ice cup is a little bit different. It's like a tea. And maybe, you woke, maybe you woke up this morning and like, hmm, I feel like drinking ice cup this morning. Or maybe you were just thirsty and you like something cold. And as you were thirsty, you begin to design what you would drink. Hmm, I'm thirsty. It's going to be hot. I like... I like to drink ice cup this morning. Hmm. And then, you know, by the time you are remembering, by the time you choose ice cup, you will remember the taste. Hmm? And then, by the time you are remembering the taste, you also not notice the satisfaction you will get the moment you finish it. As you are drinking the sip, gradually, there's a satisfaction. You are, you are, you might, you, you, before you get there, you'll be daydreaming of that thing. Isn't it? That is not just an activity that is happening. It's an, action, it's an activity of the soul. That is how the soul lives. Yeah? The soul will not take anything. It's very, it's very simple. Anything that is not desirable to you, do you go for it? No. You don't. Uh, if you don't like something, you won't go for it. Most of the things that you notice you go for are things you like. Eh? Things that somehow, somewhere, inside you, you have found pleasure in them. Amen. So the first, what, what the tree would preach to you is a kind of pleasure. So by the time they are preaching the tree to you, they are preaching the life, you begin to see a kind of pleasure on that tree. Isn't it? And that pleasure... If it's not preached to you, you will not desire the tree. You won't. The tree is not desirable. Even though it's, it's full of promise, it's full of blessing. But the tree is not what? I'm making use of, I'm referencing the tree because it's important. Because that tree is actually a sign of God's life inside the garden. 
And God wanted himself, God planted himself in the garden. It was him that is inside that tree. Isn't it? God planted himself in that tree. The way to God was that tree. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, he created Adam. Right? Adam was in the heavens of the earth. Adam was the lowest of all creatures. Eh? That made him a little lower than the angels. Hmm? So angels were higher than Adam. The least angel was high power, more, more higher, more powerful than Adam. Right? Then, like I said on Tuesday, God had an intent to make sure that the least of his, cre- of his creation is what he will exalt to the highest. Eh? It will baffle all creature. I say, what is man that thou art mindful of him? You are our God that we know that is this powerful, this great, this big. What is man? What is him that you will mind him? Eh? What is the son of God that you would visit him? Eh? God's visitation is not ordinary. So that's why, that's why heaven, heaven themselves were wondering, who is he that you will go and visit him? Do you know what happens when God visits a man? Eh? God don't just visit a man and just go. God's visitation is actually a giving of God. Check it. Every time you, you experience a, a visitation of God, there is something added to you in your spirit. There is, there is an edification that takes place. Isn't it? So every visitation that God gives is not just like, you know, you, me, if I want to come and visit you, then I just, ah, oh, I'm here, I will, we'll talk, we eat, drink, I go, finish, right? But that is not God's kind of visitation. You notice when God visits Adam, there is a transaction going on, right? Every visitation records a what? A transaction. So when Adam is dealing with God in the garden, God is trying to transact with him. Let's trade something. I want to give you of my life. I want to make you, make, make you partake of my life. See, but you can't just take it like that. The life, I'm going to visit you, give you what it will take for you to go and actually inherit it from the tree. Amen. Amen. So God designed it that way. And to today, it's still the same design. You won't desire God if they don't preach God to you. Hmm? You will like him. You will know him as God. But to desire him is a different thing entirely. Isn't it? To desire God is a different thing entirely. So they needed to preach him to you day after day so that you can what? Desire him. Praise God. Let me continue. So God planted of the tree in verse uh, 9. Say, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Pleasant to the sight, good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Amen. And then, 
I'll read chapter 3 again. Say, but of the fruit of, chapter 3 verse 3, say, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And I mentioned earlier that when, when uh, the serpent began to talk, began to speak to Eve, Eve was seeing the tree, but he did not know what was on the tree. Eh? He did not what? He did not know what was on the tree. They knew, okay, God said we should not to. When we eat it, we'll die. Then Satan started a process. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to hinge on this because it's important. He said, and the woman, okay, so in chapter, chapter 3, verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent. Before then, in verse 1, he said, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto, and he said unto the woman, Yea, at yeah, at God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He told him, Did God tell you you should not eat of every tree? Eh? You, that is the first, that's the beginning. You know, he asked the question, Did God say you should not eat of every tree? He was he's preparing to sell a lie. Hmm? He's preparing to what? To sell a lie. So, Did God really tell you you should not eat of every tree in the garden? Eh? And he knew clear well what God told them. You can eat of every but this one. Because he wanted to get Eve's attention to that one. He said, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit, of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it lest ye die. Hmm? And then, this is now the beginning of the lie. And then, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. That is a lie. Hmm? That is one lie. But everything else, eh? everything else is true in a way. Now began to say to them, say, for God doth know that in the days that ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be what the tree, what the tree has, the ability of the tree is it's able to open eyes. Isn't it? Yeah. Satan knew that the tree can open eye. God also knew. Eh? And God knows that when they eat of it, their eyes will indeed be open. They will come into a what? A knowledge. Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Then your eyes shall be And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And that's true. And then what happened? And when the woman saw, and like I mentioned on Tuesday, this saw that, and, and the woman saw means her eyes were open. Her eyes were what? How they open your eyes in the spirit 
like I said, is they have to preach to you. Hmm? What Satan did here is to preach the life in the tree to Eve. The moment he preached that life to Eve, what did Eve do? Eve saw. Eve what? Saw. Which means if Adam were to see the tree of the fruit on the tree of life too, they need to preach the life there to him, which God was doing to make him see. Adam had sight, but he didn't have sight. Is that clear? Hmm? Adam had sight, but he didn't have sight. There's a different sight that opens you up into God's world. Hmm? When it comes to God's realm, God's dealings, it's a different sight. God shut off all eyes because you must not see it. And it's a measure. God needs to prepare the way for you to see it. Hmm? It's a measure. God needs to what? Prepare a way for you to see the life that is in that tree. The reason why many of us, we are still not desiring God's life, like I said, is because we are not seeing the life in there yet. Eh? Just because we, we see revelation doesn't mean we've seen the life. Eh? What revelation actually does is revelation, what it does is it opens the way. Once revelation comes, it opens the way to the tree of life. That's what revelation is doing. Amen. So you must see the life inside the tree before you can desire it. Hmm? You won't desire God's life if you don't see that life. Eh? And I'm saying see, I know if you want to explain it in the natural, natural how, how, do you, how do you see such a thing? Ah, you, you can't, if you are not spiritual, you can't see it. You can't. If you are not what? Spiritual. spiritual, you can't see it. So one of the first things that they would do to make you see it is make you spiritual. Is to make you what? Spiritual. spiritual. And being spiritual eh, is not, I pray today, I studied my Bible today, or you talk spiritual language. That's not it all. To make a man spiritual, they need to remove flesh from it. Yeah? They need to what? Remove flesh. Why is that? The reason is because the moment Adam saw the life, sorry, the moment Eve saw the life inside the tree, she desired it. Ah, this is able to make one wise. This is the same promise that is on the tree of life. Okay, why would I need to wait 365,000 years just so I can eat this, I can just receive the end of this thing that this thing is giving me? Amen. They, they were seeing the end. They were what? They were seeing the end. They wanted to take the promise without the patience. Mm. They wanted to take the promise without the patience. They, they won't even get there if Satan didn't preach to them to that point. Yeah? Satan had to preach the life 
to make it desirable. It's the same process. I don't know where he got his wisdom from. He knows that. Okay, okay. You, I know that every tree here has to be desirable. It has to be good for food. Your soul must see it. If your soul can't see it, you won't take it. He preached to them and they took the life. Amen. Amen. The moment they took that life, like I said, then what happened? A chain reaction began. The life they took from the tree began to teach them. The instructions from the tree is wisdom. What they really, really inherited from that tree is wisdom. And wisdom is the way to the tree. Do you know that there are many things in that tree that Adam didn't know? Isn't it? There are many things on that tree that Adam did not know. All he knew is this tree is able to make me wise. You make me like God. That is the promise on the tree of life. Why should I waste my time? Hmm? So I've answered the question of why did he eat it? He saw it. He saw the promise on the tree. His eyes were opened. He said, okay. Adam, like I said, Adam wasn't ignorant. Adam knew that I know this is a, this is a shortcut too. This is a shortcut, but it's going to yield the same result. Why not just do it? Adam, even though Adam was commanded not to eat of the tree, Adam must have been trying to figure out the tree. What can this tree give me? <laughs> well, God said we should not eat it. I won't bother myself. The moment they made Eve see, he saw an excuse to eat it. Ah, okay. And the moment he partook of the tree, they inherited a what? A wisdom. It's a wisdom. And wisdom is what? Wisdom is profitable to direct. Eh? Wisdom is profitable to... Mm -hmm. Wisdom is the principal thing. Is the what? Is the principal thing. What that means is, without wisdom, you can never access things. In the realm of the spirit. You can't. What makes you access the realm of the spirit is wisdom. And when I say the realm of the spirit, is when you begin to interact with blessings in the spirit. For some things to come to you, you need wisdom. Amen. Amen. Wisdom is the what? Principal thing. In order to get in, get understanding. Wisdom is the way maker in the realm of the spirit. Wisdom is what makes way. Yes. Yes, sir. Isn't it? Yes, it's what makes way that you then begin to see a life. Without wisdom, you can't access life. You can't. When I say access life, you know, when I said that, the first thing that came to me too, as I said it was, can't access life, just the life for living normally. I'm like, no, no, it's not, that's not it. You can't access life means you can't access what can make you live. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can't access what can give you life. The life you are supposed to live is hid in Christ, as in is synonymous to heat being hid in the tree. So there's a life you ought to live. The way the soul is designed 
is you use wisdom to find life. So when God, that is why both the tree of the life and the knowledge of good and evil, they both have the ability to make one wise. One will make you wise, make you wise, be wise unto righteousness. One is going to make you wise unto what? Death. Unto a lie. You can be wise in a lie. You can be wise well. Amen. So the moment Adam partook of the tree, Adam inherited a lie. Finish. He took up a lie then, and then lie began to be built on gradually. Amen. Amen. He inherited a lie. He didn't inherit the true life. Although his aim was to actually get the true life because he thought he would eat of it and they would be like God. Then God said no. I will not let you after it, you have taken of this tree now come and partake of the tree of life. Do you know it's possible for him to still eat of that tree? Do you know why? Adam has learned enough. Eh? He has learned enough to be able to touch the tree. Remember, they told, he told them, don't touch the tree. Don't eat of it. Not touching itself is powerful. Eh? When you touch the tree, you are, when, you are, when you are beginning to touch the tree, you've identified the life inside. Eh? You can take it. Then God told them in verse 24, chapter 3, he said, So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. What does this mean? It means that the way of the tree of life is being kept. Isn't it? Okay. If it means it's being kept, it means you can't find it. Although this is highly spiritual, they are talking about the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. It's real. The Garden of Eden is real. Eh? There's a tree there that they are keeping. And as they are keeping the way, it means no man on earth can access it. If you will access it, that means you're beginning to deal with God's life. Hmm? Do you know that one of the reasons for Christ coming is to, is to also make that way to that tree? Hmm? The promise of the beginning is not over. See that promise on that tree that they must inherit life. The promise on that tree is for them to inherit life. Hmm? I believe I was able to explain that on Tuesday. The promise on that tree was for them to inherit life. Today, too, your promise, you, you, you have no other goal but to inherit life. Yeah? That's it. No other goal but to what? Inherit life. So it's not as if there's a disconnect from the beginning mm. and now. What God did is God just had to make another way. You, the moment Adam took of the fruit, our God is very merciful. God began to think of another way. Okay, let's make a provision. Keep this way. Don't let them get there. Hmm? Don't let them get where? To this tree 
Although they must still eat of it, too. But don't let them get there. Why? There is now a foreign life. If they combine it with this one, you make a, you make a beast. Hmm? Adam was a man. Or Adam is a man. A son of God. A man that, is, that had dominion over earth. When you are no longer a man and you are a beast, you've changed to something else. Lucifer was an angel. He became a beast. Isn't it? Satan's aim was also to make Adam a beast. No, he didn't want. It's not just. It's not just to make him eat of that. that there's, a, there's an intent there. Satan had no power over Adam. Satan could not do anything except they partake of that tree. Access to men was that tree. Eh? If you can get, so this is how it, it how it is. Access to Adam eh, was for Adam to begin to relate with the tree of life. Access to Adam, you need a seed in him. If you don't have a seed, you can't access him. Is that clear? Then Satan needed to embed his seed in him so that he can have access to him. What he really want to do is make him a beast. He didn't mind if he eat that food and then go to the tree of life and eat it. Do you know what happens? Adam is Satan's forever. Forever is Satan's own. Why? No, there's, a, there's something on that tree that you can't just eat. Like that, like I said. You can, there's something on that tree that you can't just go there and eat it. What is on that tree is God. Imagine God, God, God. Eh? God is let me just use the word there's immortality on that tree so God who only had immortality we no man can approach there is immortality in that tree what it means is that immortality is able to make Adam eh, to not die when I say not die it doesn't mean not the death of the spirit it means, see that life is called eternal life. Let me put it. What it means is, there's an eternal life. The life is unending. Which is, is what? It's self-sustaining. It means when the life is about to die, eh, it will be quickened again. It will come back to life. It means you cannot remove the life that is inside Adam. You can never remove it. You won't remove it. It will be there. Eh? And it will be damned forever. It will be, it will be exactly like Satan. Hmm? Exactly like who? You know Satan can't repent. That's how Adam will be too. Adam won't be able to repent. He will have the life inside him. He can't remove it. You have no other choice but to continue to live by it. That's it. You have no choice but to continue to what? To live by it. Amen. Amen. So the moment Adam sinned, Satan had his eyes on him. 
you must you must be like me you must die i will kill you to the core hmm? so since he had the seed in him then he began to look for a way he began to look for a way you know what happened the moment he ate the fruit adam fell hmm? he what he fell. What that also means is Adam's life eh, was reduced. The quality of his life was reduced to the natural. What that means is that's how do you know it was reduced to the natural? Then at the moment he ate from the food, that's when he became subject to the natural. Isn't it? He became subject to the natural. Man was not subject to the natural in the beginning. We are not meant to be like that. We are not designed to be what? Subject to the natural. We were, we were made to be spiritual. In, short, in fact, we are spiritual beings that live by the essence of the spirit. We have no other life but to depend on God's life for life. Hmm? No other, we have nothing else. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. We have nothing else but to depend upon the life. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have nothing else but to depend upon that life. And what made us depend on that life is our sight. Hmm? Is what we are seeing. Is what we are seeing. Without you seeing it, you can't depend on it. So what will make you depend on it is you have to continue seeing it. The moment they shut your sight from seeing it, what happens? You, you will lose a sense of dependence upon that life. You won't find your way anymore. Amen. Ah, let me quickly move forward a bit. So, but the fruit of the tree, verse chapter, uh, verse, chapter 3, verse 3, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Amen. The, what Satan gave Adam was a sight. Hmm? No sight is unto sight. When you receive sight, there's more sight. Hmm? I hope we can see. Can we see it? Now, when, I, when I'm explaining Eve saw the tree, he saw. It was, she was enlightened. She saw. She was blind to it. Then she saw. Ah! So this tree has this ability. That scene is key to the soul. The scene is key to the soul. That is how you live. That is how you what? Live. You see, then you desire. Then when you desire, you partake of it. When you now partake of it, then your eyes will be opened more. See, the, their eyes being opened more 
is actually a work. Isn't it? It's a work because, like I said earlier, Adam didn't know all that is inside the tree. He saw, he took the tree, then his eyes were opened. Then he now began to see the actual life inside the tree. When he began to see the actual life, he tried as much as he could. He said, ah, I can't live this life. But he was, do you know he was helpless in some, in some way? Why do I say so? The moment he took of it, his eyes were open. He saw he was naked. Now, it's because a glory left him. He saw he was naked. He, he now saw the need to cover. Isn't it? Then he now began to devise a means. How can I cover myself? The first thing that came to him was to sow fig, fig, fig leaves. That means for man to wear fig leaves as glory is being reduced to so much to the natural. To the what? Natural. natural. Man's problem is also that we are mainly subject to the natural. What we are dealing with and we are actually fighting is not to be subject to the natural anymore, but to be spiritual. Isn't it? Not to be what? Natural. Most of the things we relate with day in, day out, they are natural things. Our desire is natural. Our love is natural. What we love is natural. We don't, we don't desire the spiritual. Hmm? We don't desire what? The spiritual. Even some of us that are in church, we don't desire spiritual things. Though. They are trying to help us to yes. desire it. Yes. Hmm? They are trying to what? Help us. help us to desire them. We are seeing it we are not desiring them yet. Mm. We are seeing the life, but the part to desire, that part, desiring the tree, eh, desiring that life, is a work that needs to take place. How you get there is you have to hear. You keep hearing. You keep hearing and hearing. Amen. So when Adam partook of the tree, his eyes were opened. He tried to keep it, but he couldn't. Then he continued to leave. However, he, he tried as much as he can not to leave the life that is inside that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hmm? So we are past the part where he had it. He took it now he has taken it. Then what happens? It wasn't hard for Adam, even at that state, to surrender to God. Hmm? There was still some desire there was still some desire inside him towards God. Do you know that? If not, he won't teach his children how to offer sacrifices to God. Adam was trying to keep his relationship with God. Let me keep it. Let me keep it. Then he taught his children, this is how you offer sacrifices. Why? Adam didn't want to leave the face of God. Say face. face. Adam didn't want to leave what? The face. the face of God. Because the face of God was still keeping him. Amen? Amen? How many of us know that what God was trying to 
actually give Adam on that tree was his face. Eh? It was his face because heaven and earth were the works of his hands. The thing that is his face is what God put in the tree. Did I mention it on Tuesday? Eh? That his face was on the tree. Or actually, Adam was dealing with God's face. How? He said, I heard your voice walking in the garden. Eh? When you hear voice, voice is a, is a, is a what? Is a property of the face. Your voice means word, mouth. If mouth will come, it's a face property. Right? The face, okay. Do you know that angels don't see God's face? Or is this strange? Do you know that they don't see his face? They don't. They see his face, but they don't see his face. How do I know? Is you see in Revelations chapter four, eh? They were worshiping. But the moment God opened his face again for them to see, you know they are learning him. Gradually, gradually. The moment God just let them see a tiny bit of a tiny part of him, they fell down. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. What was happening to them is that they were actually learning him. They saw a different revelation about him. Say, ah, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That holy, holy came out of the revelation. They didn't just want to shout it. They, want, they, just, they saw something from his face. I said, ah, this is a, this God, we don't, we don't know this part. Oh. Then they couldn't help but shout, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Angels don't see God's face. God, that, that, see that face thing? That face is a reserve. God's face is a reserve. Anybody that would take God's face must have come into God's life. Is a reserve kept far from men, far from creation, far from angels. Angels don't know. They don't. That to tell you how much of God we don't even know. Do you know that to some degree angels have more knowledge of God than we? Eh? They do. With the way God made man. Do you know that it's knowledge that, make that, that, that will place you where you are in the realm of the spirit? Hmm? The knowledge you know is also in relation to the pleasure that you have access to. Like I said, on that tree, they are preaching a pleasure, eh? good for food, pleasant to the sight. There has to be a pleasure attached. Eh? When there's a pleasure attached to the life, you see the pleasure, you are able to, now, ah, I want this thing. You begin to leave it. You you, by the time you get there, you've received, you have actually taken the knowledge needed. Amen. Amen. So when you've taken the knowledge needed, you can function there. That's how angels are. They have knowledge. Eh? More than Adam. That's why they were able to cry, Seth. What is man that thou are mindful? Yeah. But 
Do you know that today they are looking, they are, they are coming to man to learn? Why do I say so? There are things kept in them they themselves don't know. God just kept it. That God wants to reveal to man. Eh? God wants to reveal it to what? To man. They themselves, they don't know it. If they know it, it will be, it will be interesting to them. Hmm? These things that angels desire to look into. Say prophet, the prophets too wanted to see. Angels wanted to see. They couldn't see it. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But God kept it and had desired to reveal it to man, even in this last time. Amen. And that is a thing that is on God's face. It's God's face. What God wants to give Adam is his face. So you come to him in the, in the, in the cool of the day, begin to talk with him, trying to communicate his face to him. Amen. Because all that is called God is kept in God's face. Amen. Let's continue. And when Adam raised Cain and Abel, they were still kept in the presence of God, basically God's face. They were still kept there because Adam knew that this is what is keeping me. If I, if I leave this presence, I won't be able to sustain my life. Eh? I can't sustain it because what is sustaining this life is this presence. Because the presence is tied to the life of God that Adam had before he left. Amen. Then Adam taught his children and then what, ha- what happened? Cain slew Abel. I read uh, Genesis chapter 4 and I read from verse 14. It said, Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth and from the faith and from thy face shall I be healed. Amen. And from thy face shall I be what? From thy face shall I be healed. So it is a face dealing. Ah, and from thy face shall I be healed. Which means, even though they were in the garden, sorry, they were in, in that, that, uh, that part of the earth, the face of God was there. Yeah? God's face was there, keeping them, at least so that you don't live this life. But that thing that Adam took has been looking for expression. Mm-hmm. Has been looking for what? Expression. Has been looking for expression. So as they were in the face, even though they were there, Satan was still trying to look for a way to come. So give yourself to me. Give yourself to me. Give yourself to me. Give yourself to me. Then what happened? Cain allowed himself to give expression to the knowledge of good and evil. And the moment he gave expression, what happened? Sin began to rule. Hmm? So what, what, what did Cain now begin to propagate? He began to propagate a lie. It's a life, but it's a lie. Everything else that came from there is a what? Is a lie. Satan lied to us. He's lying and he's still lying. And, don't, and, and, I'm, not, and I'm, not, I'm not saying he's done. 
you will still continue to lie. Hmm? Satan doesn't have any other thing but to continue lying to you. The only thing he has is to lie to you. Even the life that we have here is a lie. It's not a lie. It's a lie. Eh? I'm not saying the life is lying. The life itself is a lie. The life is not true. It's not true. Hmm? Don't, let not let... Uh, see, see this ice cap that, is, that looks satisfying and good? is a lie. It's not real. It's not what? It's not real. See this satisfaction that you get from this thing? Hmm? Is a lie. When you drink it, you feel good for that moment. But then what happens? It's gone. Then you now think, okay, you'll be planning when next to buy a scarf. Maybe you are such a person that will give caution to yourself. Okay, let me not do too much today. Uh, okay, I've had one. Okay, let me, let me wait. Then you, you think of tomorrow. Then tomorrow will come, you buy. Then you wait. What happens? You begin to think about it. What Satan's power is the ability to sustain that lie. Mm. So the moment Adam took the life, Satan proposed in his heart, I will not let men go. I will make sure they continue to live what? To live a lie. Then Satan began to teach men what it means to live. Mm. Oh, God help us. Amen. Satan began to teach men what it means to what? To live. Satan began to teach men how to live, how to live, how to live. Now, don't forget, everything Satan is, is giving to man, it's not as if you just say, take, go and use it. No. He made sure that it is pleasant to the side and it is also good for food. Satan has not lost that trick. Everything he will sell to you, he has to make sure it is good to your, it is pleasant to your side and it is what? Good for food. You notice they say it is pleasant to the sight. Because the sight is the entrance. If you don't see it, you won't eat it. So what Satan has been doing to men over time is to give you eyes to see. Hmm. So, do you see... The angel in heaven that is full of eyes within and without. Mm. Eh? Man too is like that. Mm. We have many eyes. We have many what? Eyes. Our eyes are opened. We have many eyes. That eye instructs you day after day. Mm. Mm? We have many what? Eyes. Many eyes. So what Satan is doing after the moment Adam fell, he's continuing to give them sight. He taught them how to build a city. Continue, go and build the city. Go and build a city. Okay, Cain, build that city. After, after you no, know, they forgot about the genealogy of Cain. You no, know, they only mentioned them. Uh, uh, his, 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 uh, his son. The only reason they mentioned him again is the fact that he slew a man and then he compounded the problem. Hmm? What? And they're not just. You know, they didn't just. Tell us just to show us, okay, this happened and bye-bye. They are actually trying to give us insight into something that is in, that if you would see what this life inside them can do, just look at them. And what did he say in chapter, 
chapter 4. It said, And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whatsoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set Mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. And like I was explaining, the presence is the face. And then Cain left the presence. Amen. Amen. The presence. Ah, I wanted to explain this, but I, I thought I should just explain this. The presence. Mm. Hmm? The presence is what can keep a soul. Mm. Which is why even right now, mm. we are still learning to stay in God's presence. Yes. No presence. To stay in God's presence is actually a life. Yes, sir. Yeah? You notice that the moment you stop living that life, mm. you begin to depart from presence. Yes, you begin to depart from presence. After a while, yeah. you'll be so accustomed that you will not desire presence anymore. Mm. Presence, <laughs> presence won't be desirable to you. You know, presence ought to be desirable. Yes, sir. Because inside presence, there is also what we call fullness of joy. In thy presence there is fullness of joy. On thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. What that means is the only place you will find pleasure is where there is presence. Eh? The only place you will find pleasure is where there is presence. That is why you are joyful. There is an unexplainable joy each time you are in the presence of God. Hmm? That joy is not just, is actually, that joy is as a result of a life. Isn't it? So the moment they depart from the presence, what happened to him? He left the presence of God, then he now began to live the life inside him. What was what was really, 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 really keeping them was that presence. Amen. And said, and he left the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod and on the east of Eden, and came knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch, and sorry, and and she conceived and bare Enoch, and he builded a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Amen. And unto Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begat Mehuel, Mehujael, and Mehujael begat Methusael, and Methusael begat Lamech. And then they now spoke about Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two wives. And the name of one was Ada. And the name of the other, Zillah. And Ada bare Jabal. He was the father of such as dwell in tents. And of such as have cattle. Amen. And Ada bare Jabal. He was the father of such that dwell where? In tents. Do you know what that tent life means? Mm. Nomad. Mm. They're not in one place. A man that stay in tent is a man that thinks. Mm. How? When you are in tent, you are secluded. Mm. You have enough time to meditate. See that tent life, and we'll see it till today. There's a tent life. That life was born out of the knowledge of good and evil. Said it was father of such that dwell in tents, and of such as have cattle. Now said, and his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handle the harp and organ. 
said, And Zila, she also bare to Baal an instructor of every artificial in brass and iron. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, this one is also precious stones, precious metals, I mean, in brass and iron. And the sister of Tubakain was Nama. Tubakain. And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding, and a young man to my heart. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. See that statement there. You know, it's so funny, you just called them, see, I've slain the man to my wounding. What he was trying to make them see is, I have compounded our problem. The life that my father gave me, I have used it to prosper. I have further what, used it to prosper. See, that just slaying a man was not just an act. You know, that is the same thing that Cain did. He slew his brother. Hmm? That means he's a murderer. But the real murderer from the beginning is Satan. Eh? He was a murderer from the beginning. He was the real murderer. And what does he do? He slays life. He's a slayer. Yeah? So when Lamech said, I have slain the man, it means he has given more expression to that life. Hmm? He what? He further propagates Satan's life. Amen. Amen. Then what happened? They would then began to see their fruit began to multiply. Upon the, they, they stopped mentioning them, but that is not the end. Hmm? They continued to mention and mention and mention. And then what happened? In chapter 5, you notice they stopped talking about them. Then chapter 5, they began to talk about the, the seed of Adam and how they lived. They were, living, they were tracing the life inside him. They begin to trace it. They begin to trace it. Amen. Then chapter 6, what happened? And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men. The sons of God here eh, are the seed of Adam. Set. These daughters said, and, God saw that, and the sons of God saw that the daughters of men that they were fair and they look and they took them wives of all which they chose. What are they doing? They now began. See, these women, they are daughters of Cain. Which means they had a total different life entirely. Then what happened? The sons of God now merged again with that life. Then God said, and the Lord said in chapter three, verse 3. My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Mm-hmm. For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Amen. So Adam's, Adam's life was degraded to the natural, but he, was, he had strength. The, but the moment they sinned this sin, what happened? Their life had no strength. That it, it, no, it no longer had the strength it had. Then what happened? They now became flesh. Now, this is, when they became flesh, they are no longer what? Spiritual. What stops a man from giving himself to God is the flesh. 
Right. See, that seed in the flesh right. is what causes a man not to fully give himself to God. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the flesh preaches a different pleasure, a different life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's preaching, a, it's preaching a different life, you won't desire God's life. You won't desire it. Because your soul can only give itself to one thing at a time. Eh? Oh, this life, let me give into it. Let me give into it. Let me give into it. It can only give itself to what? One thing at a time. The life, that is why when God begins to even teach us a new life, you know, there's a, there's a warring inside the soul. Then war begins. Why? Because the life inside is contrary to the life that is coming. Hmm? It's contrary to the what? To the life that is coming. Now, you won't see the life that is coming unless they now begin to open your eyes to that life. And like I said earlier, I'm just rounding up. That's the summary. I'm rounding up and God will help us. Amen. The life that is inside Adam, the moment he sinned, was further uh, given strength to. They gave strength to that life. Hmm? That's a life of a lie that we begin to live, even till today. Yes, hmm? That is what is giving us inspiration. That is what is opening our sight. So the moment God comes to you to begin to deal with them, he won't come immediately to open that sight. Mm. What he first do to you is they make you believe. Mm. And then when you believe, you get born again. Then when you get born again, what happens to you? Then you are now able to be positioned for to see. Sight is not something that is given to a believer initially. What is given to you, the moment you get born again, you, should be, you begin to experience repentance. Then the work of repentance from dead works begin. Amen. They say repentance from dead works because dead works is as a result of the life that Adam gave. Hmm? That knowledge of good and evil, it's a knowledge. It's a what? It's a wisdom. That wisdom then begins to teach him, begin to instruct him for life. Which means if it took wisdom to train men the way we are today, eh? that means wisdom is required to unteach. Now, so that's the reason why you will not readily Give yourself to God. You ask the question, why is it hard to give? That's why it's hard. Now, the reason is there's a conflict in that soul. God is coming to teach you a different life. Your soul has learned another life. You love it. Hmm? You don't keep a life you don't love. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. We say we, no, we don't like, oh, that's flesh, we don't like it. We don't like it too, but we love it. The reason why I'm saying that is, the love is not expressed in, oh, I don't really like this thing, no. The love actually expresses itself in the ability to leave it, let it go. That's where the love is really, really, really revealed. But we won't even know that we love it if we don't see before you, can, before you can know love, you have to see love. That is the reason for preaching the tree first. Yes, sir. 
before they can eat it. Hmm? So like I said, the first question is linked to the second. Because there is, there's a progression of life there. They need to preach the tree so you see the love. is able to make one wise. Then they begin to love it. They begin to love it. They, they, that's why love is what causes desire. Huh. Then you begin to desire it. You don't desire, you know, like a man is longing after a woman. If there's no love, you won't desire. Mm-mm. If you're not seeing, ah, I love, I love this woman. No. You won't even desire her at all. So what's that? Who's that woman? And many men will see, who's that? I don't desire. Why? Because there's no desire. But let just that man come into love. Let the man be love struck. They begin to desire the woman. They begin to desire the woman. They may not be you. They may, the moment they, the moment the love comes, what happens? It's as if they are seeing somebody they've not been seeing before. And they see. So when they say love is blind, it's not blind. His eyes is wide open. Why? Because what makes men love is because it's the opening of sight. If a man, eh, his eyes is not open to the woman he wants to marry, that woman will be walking up and down. He will not see her. He will come around her, play, jump, do all things. You won't see to marry. You won't see anything there. What happened? The moment his eyes is opened, then he begins to desire. Ah! Then you now see desire begin to foil. Desire begin to foil. Desire begin to foil. And when desire foils up, you belonging. You must have. You must have. I must have this. So where, where I must have this comes from is that. Finish. Desire. You desire it, you love it. Amen. So like I said, the life on the tree is not desirable. Mm? That's another thing. Just because you begin to see the life doesn't mean you will immediately begin to desire the life. When your eyes is open, you are able to see it. But there are still so many things in here that heaven needs to deal with. So the first, the first thing they will do to you to begin to deal with those eyes is to give you another sight. Then what's that sight called? That sight is called revelation. Like I was explaining earlier, so I'll round it up. And you know, I think I think I've kind of answered the question a bit. Is the sight the sight a man has is the wisdom for life? Eh? When wisdom comes, like I've been explaining, wisdom gives instruction. It instructs you. That means you don't have instruction if you have not encountered the wisdom of God. Hmm? Does that make sense? You won't have instruction for life because you had a previous instruction. You have, you have instructions inside you. I have instructions inside me. Hmm? I've been instructed. And those, those instructions don't just go. Hmm? That life I've been living, I've been instructing me for years. I've loved them. I've desired them. I've been loving and loving and loving and loving them. At that state alone, when Jesus comes, I won't even desire him. No. Him on his own is not even desirable to look. Hmm? Isaiah 53, so that, so that you know, we'll see where I'm getting that from. Isaiah 53, verse 2. 
and round up. Amen. So who hath, deli- who hath believed our report? That's verse 1. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Say, for it shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. You see? There's a process. For we shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And what? When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. When you first begin to see Christ, there is no what? Beauty for you to desire him. They know that. And that is the reason why they made a provision for the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of God. For it is the power of God unto salvation to the grievous to the Gentiles. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Hmm? They are to give the gospel because they need to preach the desiring to you. You need to continue. Yes, hmm? How would they preach the desiring to you? You need to move into faith dealing. Faith dealing is the dealing of revelation. What faith dealing does is it gives you access to the way. That is the reason for Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Hmm? The reason for Ephesians, these brethren, they've been in church. They've been growing, but they didn't have sight. Hmm? They didn't have what? Sight. If they didn't have sight, they can't desire in the first place. See, that place of desiring is what comes when you have to inherit. Like I said, the reason why they have to make you wait that long to eat of the fruit is they need to make sure this process is there. Preach to you. Make you see. When you see, wait for the fruit to grow. Then you can go take and eat. And then inherit the life that is inside the tree. Now how they do that is they make your eyes open. The preaching, the preaching, the gospel, eh, is to make sure that your eye is open. Without the eyes of the spirit, you can't access... The life of God. Wisdom needs to make himself known to you. And through wisdom, you can find instruction for life. When you find instruction for life, then you'll be able to get to a point where you can desire him. Hmm? So where that struggle is coming from? So why is it that I can't really... Is is that there's, there's a life inside. There's a desire that we love. Mm. And then when the foreign life, we call it foreign because we've been trained totally different. Satan made sure that we were raised totally against God's way. Mm. Then when God begins to come to a man, you won't naturally just gravitate towards and that is the reason why you now need to what? Fight. Mm. Hmm? Mm. Why do you need to fight? Open... Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter 2. I will read two scriptures and that's it. So that I'll, I'll finish that, that thought. 
Second Timothy chapter two. Mm -hmm. This chapter four actually. Yes. First Timothy. Oh, it's first Timothy? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I think it's second. First Timothy chapter six. Oh yeah. Okay. That trust of one profane. Sell a good foundation. Amen. This is from verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Now said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Hmm? The reason for fighting the good fight is so that you can partake of the blessings of the sight they are giving to you. Mm. You naturally won't desire to give yourself to God, but you have to fight. Mm. When you say fight, it means you wrestle. Mm. It means you take steps. You are intentional. Mm. Don't think when God is giving you commandments, you naturally want to just give yourself. No. Mm. You won't. Because there is a war inside. Because you are configured mm -hmm. against the life that is coming. Yeah. So when that life is coming, you will naturally tend to fight it. Fight it. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's why you need to what? Fight the good fight of faith so that you can lay hold on eternal life. Amen. 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 When you fight the good fight of faith, it's so that you can do what? You can lay down your life. The fight is to lay down your life so that you can say what Paul said. Say, I have been crucified with Christ. When it comes to giving self, crucifixion has to take place. Crucifixion is part of the suffering of Christ. That is part of the suffering on the tree. Like I mentioned on Tuesday, there's a suffering on that tree that Adam was looking at and like, ah, I can't just wait for this thing. Let me just take this fruit and forget about this suffering. Yeah. Hmm? There's a suffering of the cross. You must what? Carry your cross. And then crucify your, yourself on the cross. Galatians 2.20. And that's where we end. Amen. Amen. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. So I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. 
that is the taking up of a different life. You have to be crucified. And no one would naturally want to be crucified. You have to fight to be crucified. You have to fight it. Because if you don't fight, you won't naturally give yourself to be crucified. Nobody wants to be crucified. If they tell you today, um, Sister Lulia, we're going to crucify you tomorrow, all you'll be thinking is a way of escape. Yeah, that's true. That's as simple as that. If they tell me that tomorrow they're going to crucify me, I'll tell them, okay, what time? Mm-hmm. 1 a.m., okay, where? <laughs> when, if, they, if they are kind enough to tell me, I'll make sure I'm not in any vicinity around that area so that they don't find me. The moment they tell, okay, I'm going to, we are going to crucify you on the three donuts, I will tell them, okay, three of you, no problem. Okay, no Allah. I'll, I'll wait for you. Where will you pick me up? Okay, what time are you coming? So when they tell me all the time, they give me the plan, it's good. I'm leaning their plan so that I can look for a way of escape. Once they tell me what they will do, the moment they are gone, I've start, I won't even need, I won't even plan too much. I'll just carry me a rent car. I'll just drive far away from Winnipeg as much as possible. And if they have to fight, I won't even take plane. Because if I take plane, they can track where we land. Just carry car. They don't know whether I went south, east, or west. Just keep going. Why? Because nobody naturally wants to just come and be crucified. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. If you want to crucify me, I'll run. Right? And that is why it is needed to fight the good fight of faith. Because when the faith, fight of faith is coming to you, it begins to teach you how to die. It will teach you. How? Through wisdom. You won't learn how to die if you've not, if you've not accessed wisdom. Because wisdom is the access into the new life. Like I said, Wisdom is the principal thing. If wisdom is the principal thing, he gave, he gave sight to Adam when they, when they sinned. Wisdom is also able to give you sight to a new life. Amen. Amen. And that's why Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of God, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That is why wisdom and revelation is needed. Now, in case we've been trying to find where we put that thought, why is wisdom and revelation needed? That is why. Because without that, everything about God, we can't find. We, can't, we won't find God, we won't know God. We can be Christians, eh? born-again Christians. But when it comes to dealing with the true life, we'll be far from it. And that life is the only life that can save you. Amen. Which means... If you must get to the point where you will be able to submit yourself under the mighty hand of God, you must learn well under wisdom. Yes, you must what? Pattern yourself with wisdom. Get familiar with wisdom. Wisdom is the introduction into the new life. Yes, Without wisdom, the way to the life is not open. That's, it's not, no matter what, it's not open. We are plenty inside church everywhere. Not, most of us, we are in church, but we are not dealing with wisdom. Mm. If th- there's nothing that we're able to get to, there's one thing that is important. Mm. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is your way into the life 
mm, that will give you the knowledge of life. Amen. The knowledge of life, which is, which is keeping the life of God. The life that is on the tree, access to it is wisdom. So if you must learn it so that you can desire the life there, yes, you need wisdom. Without wisdom, you won't desire. Without wisdom, you will never desire the life there. Wisdom is what begins to give revelation that causes joy. See your joy being full. It's wisdom that will begin to activate all those things so that it makes it easy to relate. Ah, God, let me, then we can desire. Desiring is where we all should look to. To to get to a point where we begin to desire the life. It's not, it's not just seeing it, but to desire the life. When we begin to desire the life, it will become, day after day, it will become easier. What you need to fight for is that you fight to the point where you begin to desire the life. If you're not desiring the life yet, it just means that you need to give yourself more to the spirit, to wisdom. Let wisdom begin, open your, let wisdom teach you. When you begin to relate all those things that heaven gives when it comes to learning faith, it's not just because they just want to excite you. No. They are tools to quicken us inwardly to get us to a point where we begin to desire. Because you must see a pleasure. If you are, if you are not pleasuring in revelation, you, can, you won't even desire what we desire. Because it's revelation is what will bring what you will desire to you. Hmm? Which revelation is not coming? You won't desire Christ. Then when you begin to learn him and then he begins to come to you, there is no comeliness, no beauty that you should desire him. How be- that, the, what makes you desire God is that you have to see beauty in him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What preaches beauty to you yes, sir. Yes, sir. is when you begin to deal with wisdom. Wisdom begins to preach beauty. As you are learning and you are receiving instruction, then Christ begins to become more beautiful. Then the moment beauty comes, then you notice desire begins to flow. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And that's how we surrender and we desire. Eh? Let's not be discouraged at this point. Ah, why am I not desiring? What you need to do is just fight the good fight of faith. Fight the desire not to. Because it's a desire that is also fighting that desire. Hmm? There's a desire that is making you not to. You want to? Ah, no. It's a desire. Too. You have to fight it. It's a desire. You will fight that desire, the pull, not to respond. And when you are beginning to fight that pull, that's when you are fighting the fight of faith. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Does anybody have any question? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If there are no questions, let's just begin to thank God. Father, we thank you. Thank you for today. We appreciate you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will give you praise. In Jesus' name. I'll just quickly read Titus chapter 2, verse 12. Uh, I read from 11, actually. It said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. So teaching us, to, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. One of the things that fight the desire to, to just surrender is the, are these things. Uh, because there is what we call ungodliness and worldly lust. Ungodliness is the life that Satan gave, sold to men. The moment we left the, we left the garden, that's what he sold to men. And then what he began to do, he began to perpetuate worldly lust. Worldly lust is to help ungodliness. And when, when these things are evident everywhere, we've learned them. We've learned ungodliness, we've learned worldly laws, which is why it is hard to give ourselves to God. See, worldly lost, we see, is, we, is because we use the English word lost, is not actually lost to the soul, it is love to the soul. The worldly lost to the soul, to an ungodly soul, is lost. It's love, but it's lost. So the, an ungodly soul, loves worldliness. Yeah? So when he loves it, uh, we are unable to just let it go. Yeah. And then what happens? We, when God is talking to us, he now calls it lost for us. Mm-hmm. But to us, 
is not lost is love. Eh? An ungodly soul loves unrighteousness. So to us it's love. And it's that love that begins to hold our heart, making it hard to surrender to God. So we are going to pray that God will give, say for the grace of God, that bringeth salvation that appeared to all men. It is that grace that teaches us that denying ungodly lust, uh, ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. So we are going to pray lastly quickly that the grace that has appeared unto us, that we will receive strength to align with this grace, to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Every worldly lust inside us, every love that is being, every lust that is being sought to us as love, that grace will come to begin to deny them, to begin to deny them, to begin to deny them, we we'll begin to deny ungodliness, that will begin to deny worldly lust. In the name of Jesus, Masete, Ebrakata la bagada bada 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 the grace to deny ungodliness and worldly lost. Grace to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. That we will receive more grace. We are lying in the spirit. We want to deny ungodliness. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the grace to, to study your word. We ask, Father, that the life that you have taught, even out of this, that will be made evident to us in the name of Jesus. Father, in every way, that we are not desiring your life. Father, we ask for cleansing, for our sight to be enlightened, that we begin to desire your life as we ought to in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for the removal of sin in our heart. Father, the sin that was with your love in our heart, that we don't desire you. We ask, Father, that you remove it far from us in the name of Jesus. Father, the grace to deny ungodliness, the lie that sin taught. We ask, Lord, that you would give grace to deny them in the name of Jesus. We know that your grace has appeared unto us. We ask, Father, that you will cause our eyes to begin to see these graces in the name of Jesus. Father, as your word is coming, we begin to find specks of grace in your word, even to be able to deny ungodliness and worldly lust in the name of Jesus. Father, strengthen our heart with your love. Let us be made clean, wash us, wash us, cleanse us. Let us be cleansed by your word. Sanctify us by your word. Your word is cleansing. He said you will sanctify us. So he said, 
and you are committed to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that is in you. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would help us to be sanctified, Amen. that the, the dimness of the washing of your Amen. word will begin to flush our heart Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us be washed by your word. Let us be washed continuously. Let washing take place. Let washing take place. Let us be washed thoroughly that we might be sanctified in you. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.